0: Hey guys, welcome to episode number five of Let's Book Talk. Uh, Today we're speaking with Alice Esmeray, the author of Glendafell, coming out this summer. Uh, We had such a great conversation about so many different things, but it was a very in-depth conversation about the emotional tolls of storytelling and what it feels like when you live with certain characters and a certain story for so long and then you have to release it out into the world. Uh, it's it's not always an easy task to do that, and we dive into that. We dive into so much more, and I can't wait for you guys to listen to the episode, so I'm going to st- stop talking, um, but yeah, guys, hope you enjoy it, and definitely let us know what you think, and yeah, enjoy. How did that passion for writing come about, and how has it progressed during the course of your life?
1: Um. So, basically, um, I think I was probably around the age of 15, and I did. I didn't like writing. They would always give you these like paper sheets for the summer, and you put your writing list on it, and I hated it. I used to just put make believe books that I would read, and like from the library. And then I think I found this app called Wattpad, and it's like, like, it's not necessarily like authors it's well i call them off authors because you know we're all mm-hmm. in the same boat but um you know people can write their own stories and post them it could be fan fictions anything that anybody wants to write honestly and i found in this one particular book um the death is my bff and by katerina etonks and she actually just recently became published and um i couldn't be more proud of her following her journey since we were both 15 years old and it inspired me so much that you can create such an amazing story in your head and share it with everyone and I think that mixed in with a little Harry Potter just blew my mind out of the water and it just I loved reading after that my passion for writing didn't like it came a little bit um it came a little bit after my passion for reading and I think what wanted what I want, the reason why I wanted to write was because I read, um, it's so weird. I read Macbeth and I just fell in love with the story. Like it was so mind blowing to me. Like everyone else could care less in the class, but (laughs) it was, I was obsessed. And then after that, I just started writing and kept writing and writing and it just never stopped.
0: What was it about that story that spoke to you and kind of put you on that path to, you know, wanting to write
1: Honestly, it's only one particular scene that I just, I bowled my eyes out in class and I like couldn't stop. Like I wanted to reread it. And it was Mm -hmm. when, um, when, um, his wife was basically like, she was talking about how she kept washing her hands and she couldn't stop washing her hands because there was blood on her hands. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was like, I don't know. It just hit like that amount of emotion that you can give someone just from a few words, just literally like, I know movies can do it. I know music can do it. I never knew words could just do it. And it it just, it stuck with me ever since freshman year of high school.
0: You know, I really love that you brought that up because it's so true how, you know, you're reading a story and from one moment to the next, you really don't know which moment in the book is going to do it to you. But once you read it, like, it just starts. And for me, because uh, it happened fairly recently, it was the ending of Air of Fire. And, mm. like, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Yeah. Um. But if you get to a moment where uh, Dorian is with who he's involved with at the time and then what happens there and his reaction to it, that just ruined me. Um, yeah like the way it was written was just so like it was a visceral feeling that you got because yeah. you could really put yourself in that situation of you know how would you react if that happened you know to somebody that you loved um but oh my god I really, can't wait to read it <laughs> yeah it's it's just I was like oh my god um but you know going off of that in your own writing have you tried to I don't know if you've tried to but have you felt that influence from Macbeth in, you know, different aspects of your writing or has it been from other stories that you've read?
1: Honestly, all of the above. Like, okay. I'm I'm such, like, in my own life, I'm not one for emotions. It's mm. weird. But when it comes to, like, reading and writing, I'm the most emotional person that you can freaking meet. Like, it, it's, I think I read, I think the emotion the writing and the reading so it was first the reading then the writing then it was the emotion because i would read i would Mm. write and there wasn't much emotion behind it and i think there was a story i read junior here junior year of high school and i forgot the title and i wish i remembered but it was basically like it was supposed to be like a modern day nazi situation where Mm. they were in a classroom and they were trying to reenact how you know you know uh hitler had his followers and things like that so then they would do all of the salutes and things like and it it became a story about domestic violence Mm. and it just broke me and i couldn't i i went to my teacher i was like why would you have us read this (laughs) and and so like ever since then every book i've read so far I have loved every single one of them because there's different aspects in different books. You know, obviously people can say, oh, everyone's different. You may like this book and not like that one. Mm -hmm. I have not yet read a book I haven't liked because there's just different things about it that Mm -hmm. make it amazing. And the hard work that someone puts in a story is amazing. And so there's no like tropes that I don't, go for like I go for anything because it's just different um and when it comes to my own writing actually the other day I was explaining it to my brother that I was writing um the end like towards the ending of one of my books and I was crying in my chair (laughs) And they're like, "Are you crying?" And I'm like, "Dude, you like have no idea. Like, I'm writing something, but it's not even the half of it. I don't know what I'm doing to people. Like, it's,
0: <laughs> like, yeah. and
1: and he's like, "Well, dial it in because then you're not gonna finish." I'm like, "Oh, pff, dude, I might not because the emotion is just too strong. It, it's I think when when you have such passion for something that you're doing,
0: mm-hmm. it,
1: it it just makes it way better because that um it's kind of like cooking with love. It's like people are going to feel it."
0: And I think that's a really important point that you just made. Like, I feel like if you're making something that you love, people are going to love it too. And it's that genuine intentionality of it where I feel like a lot of people can kind of get sucked into the, Oh, this is like the popular thing right now. I'm going to try and write something like that. But if you're writing something that you are like, you truly believe in and you truly think is good and you give it that care. Um, people are going to follow, you know? Um, you yeah.
1: know, yeah. And,
0: you know, when you're writing stories that have that emotion, do you ever, like, does it ever become hard to finish it? Or does it become hard to, like, kind of try to separate yourself from what you're writing and these characters that you've created and look at it with a critical eye when it comes to that editing process? Or does it all kind of just come together in that same moment?
1: Honestly, I love that you just said that because that's exactly how it is. Um, Mm -hmm. So this, my first book that is actually getting published, um, it took about two and a half years to write only because I just couldn't, it's like, you don't want to have that conversation with it. The person mm-hmm. you just broke up with like you don't right. want to have that confrontation from the first time that you broke up with them and it's like I don't want to dive myself in because I'm, I don't I don't want to face all of the emotion and it took so long and I've had many other offers when it came to my book and the that was the moment that I knew that I had something so important to me. I've never I've never had something that I've made where it it just meant so much to me. I fell in love with the characters. I fell in love with the story and it's not even just I don't know, it just felt like they were my friends and I couldn't mm. give them up that way. So there were many offers that I've rejected only on the reason that I just I, I'm not ready to let go. Mm. I'm not ready to Bring anybody in, um, and I don't know. Just recently, I had a, you know a phone call, and I had a meeting, and it was just a certain vibe where the the woman I was talking to, um, she just made me feel so, like when I was explaining everything, I it just it, we both kind of had a. It's kind of like talking to a best friend about a book you were both reading. We both had a frenzy about it, mm-hmm. and then that's kind of when I knew. Okay, now I know that. If someone's being that passionate over something that I'm just explaining in a little blurb, then you know, then it's I think it's gonna be a great partnership. And it ended up being a great partnership.
0: How important is that to you know not just jump at that first offer you get, but to be guarded with something you created in a healthy way? I mean, I don't I'm not saying you have to, you know, keep it locked up for the end of time but how important is it to like really make sure that the people that you're bringing into that are going to give it the same care that you did
1: um honestly like I can only compare it to one thing um Mm. and it sounds weird but I am a mother of two and when it comes to my book I can only compare it to you it's like who would you trust with your child like, who would you trust to watch your child? Who would you trust mm-hmm. to take care of your child if you weren't around, if you're not there? And that's exactly the same thing. Like, who am I going to trust with something that I basically birthed from the start, that I've right. created from the start, and, um, and how much it would break my heart if I lost it forever? And that's the biggest, and that was the biggest, like, that was the hardest thing for me was to... I was holding it back because I didn't want to let it go. But if I, I wanted to share it though. I wanted to share it with everyone. I wanted them to feel exactly how I was feeling Um, because it is a unique story. It is a unique situation and I couldn't just be the only one. It's like keeping your child home and you don't want them to go to school and you don't want them to make friends, but they're going to have to do that to grow. And, that's exactly what um, she explained to me and I was like, okay, okay. And she was like, don't worry, it's only the beginning. their story is going to grow and I she couldn't be more right.
0: Talk a bit about the book uh, because like clearly there's a you have a deep emotional connection to it. So um, yeah, talk to me about you know what the book is about, how that story came to be, what the writing process was like. And sort of just from, you know, start to finish, you know, I'm not saying to go through every little thing you went through, um, but start to finish, like how, how that entire process went about.
1: So basically like the, the idea didn't come from like, um, Like, oh, I I watched this and I'm inspired to write something like this. It was more like, Mm -hmm. I like so many different things and how can I write something where I can put so many different things that I like into one place? And it sounds like way too much, but it just, the way that it came about, it all came together on its own. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically like the story, it follows, it sounds a little like weirdly cliche, but um. I firmly believe, like, obviously in my own, my own sense of, of like values and beliefs,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that there's more places than just earth. Um, there's more places than just our realm in a sense. So in the book, there are different realms of um, kind of like how you would think of like Halloween Town and Disney, like, right. oh, we were all together and then we all separated. So that's kind of how it is. Like we were all together and then we all separated and we don't remember how it was before. And so it follows um, in the realm of Arethus, which this is—that's the realm that—that's what it's called. And it follows. There's basically many different kingdoms depending on species. So, for example, uh, vampires, werewolves, and sorcerers, which are witches and warlocks. Um, they're very picky on their name calling, of course and then um the fae so this story follows um the kingdom of the fae in particular the princess esme uh and so every royal family the it's not like it's basically it's kind of like um each royal family has a particular gift that kind of stands them out from the rest of the species which is why they kind of inherently rule their species um or they're in charge of their species Mm -hmm. and so for her family in particular um they are born with the guardians which are spiritual beings that are bound to their souls so it kind of makes them 10 times more you know powerful more gifted more um and that's just what makes the story interesting so in her particular situation every other member of her family has had normal instances with normal guardians and normal spirit guides and you know and it and each one has a different gift that the royal member can actually tap into so they can actually mm-hmm. share power and for her in particular uh i wanted to mix a lot of different you know, myths and folklores and things like that. So there's a lot of Greek mythology in the book. There's a lot of, you know, Japanese folklore in the book. And her guardian ends up being this um, fox demon that was basically um, bound to an eternal sleep because of the chaos that he inflicted on humankind and every kind there is. And he's, in the story, he's basically one of the first demons that was ever created. Um, So it's it's a fun story about, like, how... This more than a thousand year old being has to be basically chain linked to, basically, in his words, an incompetent princess. So, mm-hmm. and it's just like their journey. Um, she starts to notice that she can't do normal things that she's supposed to do as a fey, they all have, um, a particular set of powers that they're all able to do, especially like her mother has a guardian and her mother can do a particular set of powers. Um, but she's too different and she feels like, you know, everyone's keeping a secret from her, that there's something that's no one's telling her, there's something that's going on, and it's basically finding out the truth about her, about her family, about her kingdom, about her realm, because there's secrets that have been kind of, you know, kind of like our own world and our own government like there's secrets that we don't know that's mm-hmm. happened in the past that get covered up. And so it just follows them and follows all that. So there's a lot of like I said Japanese folklore Greek mythology. So there's a lot that comes to the story and a lot more characters that get introduced and there's um I do suggest it to be for adults because there's a little bit of spicy in there but um basically like it's there's just a lot like friends love uh you know betrayal heartbreak it's just so much there's so much a lot of action as well
0: that sounds awesome um definitely something that i would read uh and you know you said you wrote this book you know over the course of two and a half years uh it took you to finish it what were some of your favorite moments writing the book but also you know some of the challenges that you faced
1: um uh, the best moments for for writing the books honestly like for me it has to be like the witty banter uh, mm. like hands down it has to be like how you would talk to an old man who's just sassy like it's just that was the fun part because i would laugh to myself i'm like it sounds like absolutely complete but i would laugh at myself and i would reread these jokes and i'm like i wrote that that's so funny <laughs> i'm going to yeah. pat myself on the back i'm so smart and um the, the hardest parts has to be the emotional, like the not not like the emotional moments of what anybody feels. I wanted mm-hmm. her to feel as normal as possible in a world that is impossible. So, you know, those moments where you feel like you're not good enough or you feel like you're too different or you feel like you're too alone, those emotions that we all feel and to be like, wow an imaginary princess of an imaginary realm in an imaginary world with imaginary powers feels like me. And I wanted that so deeply. So it's just, and I based her off of someone who's very close to me. Um, and it's just amazing how much growth I get to see, which is the best part, but the hard part of seeing those really lows that, you know, I didn't expect would hit so hard. Mm
0: -hmm. now when you're talking about um you know the emotional aspect of it how difficult is it to you know like you know where your story has to go and it might come at a cost to a character that you've grown to like really love and be attached to but you know that this is sort of the only way that the story can go how difficult is it as you know a storyteller to reconcile that in your own mind of saying I don't want to do this but for the story I have to
1: oh gosh honestly it it's it's hard because it's like like I said the only thing I can compare it to it's like seeing someone you love and care about so much go through something hard but you know they have to go through it Mm -hmm. in order to be better on the other side you know and that that's you know, very difficult for me. A lot of the time I used to, you know, in my own life, blame my parents for some of the things that happened in my life and for not being there for me. But now as a parent, I understand that there's just certain things where you have to step back and let them learn um, in order to learn that lesson instead of going through the constant heartbreak of the same situation. And um, there, when I first started writing this book, I had a certain... Way that I wanted the book to turn out. And recently, um, an idea came to my head where this is just the only way that this can go. Literally, literally like how you said it. Mm -hmm. And it broke my heart when I had to make that decision. And it broke my heart that I had to make that choice. And um, writing it was the most difficult thing. I think I had to have a week to just be in solitude just for writing something so difficult. And uh, and the reason why I know it's so difficult is because I've seen um I've seen certain like fan edits and you know fan reactions of certain like obviously I can't say it too much but certain mm-hmm. aspects of a book that hit everyone so hard and um after I wrote it already then I saw those edits and I was like wow I, I kind of just did that and it it hurt me I can't imagine how it's going to hurt anyone else.
0: You know, that's another really interesting point. When you take the eventual audience into account, do does that ever influence your decision of what to do or what not to do? Or is it always, this is, you know, my story and I'm going to write it the way that I think it needs to be written and however people take it, you know, it is what it is. Or, you know, how do you go about that?
1: So basically, like... um like i don't i don't take like the readers or myself into account mm-hmm. actually it's it's more like what would these people do like if 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 i was in a story what would i be seeing like how would this go down like if i was watching mm-hmm. a movie how can i make it so like let me not use the bathroom so i don't miss a part
0: right
1: and so i think at a, when i when i was when i write it i think about how that story will go on its own Um, but when I reread it for like edits and stuff like that, then I take into account of readers and I'm like, how are they going to react to something like that? How would, how would I want to read it? How would I want to find this out? And then that's when I go back in and kind of, you know, nitpick and add a little of this and that in there.
0: In the editing process, have you had to make a decision that just broke your heart that you wish you didn't have to? or has that process been relatively pain free
1: Honestly it hasn't been pain free it's more like i have to it's it's kind of like going through some trauma in your life and having to go to therapy and relive it every week mm. and it, it i hate that i hate that it's like can i just be done no you got to go yeah. back into it and and i'm like i am just i'm not ready <laughs> to put myself in that situation again i'm rereading the heartbreak it's so terrible um so that's definitely not been pain-free especially Mm -hmm. you know for me it and that's that's the hardest thing for me when it comes to writing is it takes so much emotion and so much energy out of you that it kind of just leaves you a little dry after you know
0: yeah yeah i i can't even imagine you know you live with a story for so long And then you're forced to, you know, cut it up in such a way where you're having to leave things on the cutting room floor, so to speak. Or maybe, you know, you go back and you're feeling differently about something you wrote, but you still want to keep it in there because you liked it at the time. I I don't know how anyone is able to do it. I mean, I, I always say that to me, authors are probably some of the most creative people out there and yeah. the the willingness to be as vulnerable as authors need to be when writing a story i don't yeah. know anybody else that does that you know
1: yeah it's it's very um i think i think the first time i ever felt that type of betrayal when it came to you know authors and and even directors like even anyone who's creative really mm-hmm. when it comes to art is is like obviously when I saw Dumbledore die in Harry Potter, like that was, that was when I saw Severus Snape die, I was like, but why would you break us like that? I don't understand. I think that's when I was like, I don't understand why you had, why can't there always be a happy ending? Mm -hmm. And then that's when I understood like, sometimes there's, there's not always going to be a happy ending. Sometimes someone, you know, sometimes the author has to basically like metaphorically, like the fates, like cut that string. And, and that's why I have a love hate relationship even with other auth- authors, and and I'm like, mm, I love you, but I'm like, oh, like, I think I can also compare it to. I, I don't know if um, I don't know if you read like Fourth Wing or yep, Iron Flame you have yeah. Okay, yeah. then I can completely compare it to. And I'm sorry for any spoilers, please. I'm gonna say it first. There's a spoiler I'm about to say. If you haven't read it, volume yeah. down. Um, when Liam died, I just broke.
0: Yeah, and
1: it was something like I trusted you when I read this book, and now I don't know what to do forward. Or when Jack came back, I was like, "But why? I don't understand." (laughs) Like, it's just when it gets to the point where I'm yelling in my house by myself, that is when you know you've made it. Like, like you're an amazing author. Like, if I'm yelling to myself, why? It's just. Oh my god. It's amazing. It's uh, it's awesome. It's a it's a wonderful experience. It's just a crazy experience, honestly. Like I don't know why I put myself through it every time I start a book.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I remember reading The Ending of Iron Flame and I read the last like two hundred pages in a night. Oh my god. And I was just like, now I need the third book. I have to know what happens next because
1: oh god. I'm just gonna be thinking about this. I haven't even finished Iron Flame for the literal the 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 reason of Oh my god, I just don't want to know why everyone's freaking out. I saw so many like TikToks and everyone's like, "Oh my god, the ending. Oh my god, everyone's mm-hmm. crying about the ending." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not going to finish it." So it's still on my desk. <laughs> the bookmark is still in there. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like I'm like I can't. I have to wait till the third book comes out and then I'll go back into it. That's I exactly would... what I did. <laughs> I did that for Fourth Wing. I'm like I'm not going to finish Fourth Wing until I get Iron Flame.
0: <laughs> I honestly recommend don't finish it until book 3 is out. That way you could just finish it and dive right into it because it's been an excruciating, you know, 3 months or however long it's been oh. since I finished it and I'm just like I have to know what happens. Um,
1: yeah, that, and but, and honestly, like i I love and hate authors for that, but yeah, I love and hate myself for it, too, because I know I'm doing the same thing. like and, and it and it comes it doesn't even come like intentional, like, oh, I'm gonna do this. It's like writing the story. And then when I finished it, it was like I kind of unintentionally left so many like not holes, but like intentional mm. holes, intentional things, um, intentional Easter eggs that are just, but wait a minute, like, no, it can't just end there. It's not happy. And yeah. it's, it's amazing, but I know I'm, it's, you know, you have to understand that you're going to get a lot of hate for it as well.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's anything creative, um, especially a book where people, you know, spend a lot of time reading the story and connecting to these characters and you know I, I said it the other day um reading and writing a story i think is everybody has their own way of visualizing what they're reading and i think it's the closest thing any of us are ever going to get to being a director of a movie oh, yeah! <laughs> how we see it is just that's our vision that's it we're you know we're reading the dialogue we're reading the the (laughs) scenery and how we picture it is that's like that's how it is for us forever
1: yes Um, yes
0: and you know if people are gonna be attached when those heart-wrenching moments happen in the book they're gonna let everybody know about it (laughs) they're gonna say why Um, Alice did you do this to us
1: yeah I I had um a close friend of mine read um probably I I told her read half of it read half of it and then come back to me mm-hmm. um obviously she kept it to herself but I mean till this day she's literally texting me like I'm not happy with you yet
0: will <laughs>
1: when I I'll text you when I'm ready to text you and I'm like yeah. she came to me and she was like you can't you can't put this out there and I'm like I thought it was like oh okay it wasn't a good story okay I gotta get back at it and then I was like can you tell me what in particular was not like great and she looked at me and she like started tearing and she was like you just can't make people feel like this. Like it's not, It should be illegal. It should be illegal. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm not changing it. I'm like,
0: yeah. yeah. And
1: she's like, can you give me the other half? And I'm like, I don't think you're ready for it. It was like she was a drug addict. I was like, I don't think, I think you should let it go a little bit. And I'm like, you have to wait till, you know, it's out. And she was like, I don't want to. I'm going to hijack your laptop when I come over. I'm like, then I'm changing the password. Like, so, so it's just, it's just so amazingly. It's just such a roller coaster. It's like, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I love reading and I love writing. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's like a healing situation or I'm just destroying myself all over. (laughs) Like, oh my God, it's.
0: Yeah, it's, it's gotta be like a vicious cycle of. I hate it, but I love it. I hate it, but I love it. And you just keep going around in the circle. Um, Yeah, definitely. But, you know, you've you've gone through pretty much probably every emotion that an author can go through writing a story. Um, For any aspiring authors out there that maybe have just started writing a story, maybe they're in the middle of it, kind of wrestling with, you know, that attachment and seeing that story through or whatever is going on in their writing process uh what's some advice that you would give them just to see that through however it ends and you know just trust their own creativity and creative process
1: honestly i think the biggest thing that i had to learn um and it's from another author that i'm a big fan of um, And I don't know if you've heard her books, but she's, it's H.D. Carlton and she made Haunting Adeline and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, Hunting Adeline. And, um, I saw her live one time and she said something that kind of just was like, I, that's, it was kind of the push I needed to share the story. And she said, honestly, the only advice that I could give is write like no one's ever going to read it. And, I was like, you know what? That's true. I can't just, I was so into my head about, oh, what if they don't want to read this? Or what if that, it doesn't matter what they want to read. It matters what you want to read. And what you want to read is probably 20,000 times accurate as what everyone else wants to read. Mm -hmm. Because that's just how the way it is. And I think the advice I could give honestly is don't think your writing isn't good enough. Because if you love it, if you have a passion for it, There's going to be millions of others who feel the same way about your work. And that's just how. And taking that first leap is the only way you're going to find out. That's the only way. It's kind of like um, in Divergent where they have to like jump into the dark hole and they have to Mm -hmm. kind of like trust themselves. And then there's a net. It's exactly that way. You have to just jump, take that leap because there's going to be a net. And it's going to be all of those people who are just going to fall in love
0: with your work. That was beautifully said because I think a lot of people, um, you know, and, and I'm guilty of this. I'm sure everybody else listening is guilty of this in some way, shape or form, but fear <laughs> is the greatest barrier to anything you want to do. Um, yeah. And I think that's super important. Like you have to just, you have to just do it. And, and, Something that I, uh, a saying I've been seeing uh, recently is, you know, do it scared if you're scared, but you you have to do it. Um, yeah, and I think, yeah. you know, I, I think a lot of authors that are in that situation, I think hearing that will help them just see it through. And then, you know, whatever happens after happens, but to complete a story that you thought one day, you know, hey, I think this will be good see it through. I mean, you never know what can happen. Um,
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think honestly, I've heard this probably quote like everywhere in every superhero movie that Mm. I've ever seen, but it kind of sticks with me too, is like bravery isn't walking away or hiding from what you fear the most. It's staring it down in the face and doing it anyway. Yeah. Like it's, that's, that's the bravery. And as much as I'm scared for everyone to read it I'm also extremely excited for everyone to just experience everything I've experienced for two and a half years and especially with characters that I'm in love with and characters that I'm not done with after this first book so it's it's definitely the only way that I can compare it to is like it it's it's definitely going to be
0: a rough couple
1: of years (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man i am i'm ready for it but not at the same time because... yeah
1: because you, when you when you know when an author says oh here's this book and it's not quite done yet you're no brick yeah now like... like okay so then that just means that there's just it's like it's kind of like a court of thorn and roses it's like it's never ending it's going to keep going and there's just so much right. that's going to happen so yeah
0: well i am excited uh, and I can't wait for this book to come out. Um, Alice, thank you so much for joining me today. I had such a great time talking with you and, and learning about, you know, your entire writing history and and the stuff that you're working on. Uh, I'm very excited to read it. Uh, but before I let you go, if you could first tell people the name of the book, where when can they expect it to come out, and also uh, where they can find you online and where they can support you.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, I am here on obviously I'm on TikTok at Alice Esmeray. Um and I'm also on Instagram at the only Alice. So, I have um definitely a lot of upcoming updates coming up and the book can be expected this summer, very closely to the the end of spring, but um things can change, but cuz everything is going very quickly. Um so there's definitely going to be a lot of updates, a lot of um different uh announcements i can say i don't want to leave too much for it but
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um there's just so many things that's going to happen so follow my tiktok and instagram and then those are the main places you can find me 24 7 about everything
0: awesome all right guys well y'all know what to do go and give alice a follow on tiktok make sure you're keeping up on all the announcements as they come through and then once that release date is announced Make sure to get the book, read it, and react with your heartbreak and all that stuff. Because <laughs> all of us reading for the past however long, we love to have our hearts broken with stories in the best way possible.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and, sure another, yeah and another uh, thing is the book is called Glindafell, and it's basically the, uh, the name of the royal family of the Fae. So there's a little Easter egg in that announcement in itself. So, yeah, definitely. I know I'm going to be the first one to tell you, David. I'm like, you know, this now. <laughs> well. So, yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, yeah, I'll have to have you back on the show once the book is out, and I'll definitely read it, and then we can have a whole uh, episode talking about it, uh, spoilers and all. So I'm super excited.
1: Oh, my God, that's going to be so much fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I can't wait. Well, again, thank you, Alice, so much. I really appreciate you coming on the show everyone at home hope you enjoyed the episode again make sure to keep up with alice's announcements on tiktok as they come out and we'll see you guys next week
1: thank you so much for having me